Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to the CNN Libertarian Town Hall. We have Governor Gary Johnson. He's, of course, the president's, the party's presidential nominee and his running mate, Governor William Well. We've been covering a range of topics here. Let's get back to the audience. We have Maureen Morella. She's from West Milford, New Jersey, and she's currently undecided. And she has a really important question. Please. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Governors. Governors, when one of my sons was 16 years old, he went out with some friends and he did a line of heroin. It did not end well for him. He became very sick and vomited. He aspirated and was left with brain damage so severe that now, 12 years later, he remains in a wheelchair with no ability to eat or speak, and he is fed through a tube in his stomach. His dad and I take 100% care of him. He has enough cognitive ability that he goes out with me and speaks at every forum where we are asked to go. A message about not doing drugs. We live in an extremely high-risk society, and this is a normal for our children. So, governors, please explain to me how you think that legalizing marijuana straight through to heroin can possibly be a harm reduction forum. It makes no sense to me. And when you go out on the road with me, I can assure you that these young people say, can you people in positions of power please get rid of the drugs? We don't want to lose any more of our siblings or friends. So heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Um, and we are not espousing the legalization of any drugs outside of marijuana. But what you are pointing out, and this is, this is heartbreaking, but what you're pointing out is that prohibition really is, is, what, is what your son succumbed to. And, and that was, is that overdose, and again, speaking specifically, please, just, uh, but overdose um, you're 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 a heroin addict and you're taking heroin and you take you take heroin you take your heroin you take your heroin your supplier has now been arrested and put into jail and now comes a new supplier of heroin and the new supply of heroin visually you're taking the same dose that you've taken before but it's of, of, of a different quality and a different quantity and it ends up killing you so um, when you look at programs like Zurich, Switzerland, where they have a heroin maintenance program, the idea in Zurich, Switzerland was no more overdose deaths because you could, as a heroin addict, you could go in, you could get your dose, it would be a free dose, but you wouldn't die of an overdose. You wouldn't, you'd have clean needles so that you'd be able to uh, not succumb either to um, hepatitis C, HIV. 
Um, the idea was to reduce death, disease, crime, and corruption, and that's what's happened in Zurich, and the citizens of Zurich have re-upped on that program. So I hate to say it, but it's, it's prohibition. It's quality, quantity, unknown that kills people. Governor, well, if I may. Go ahead. Please. Sure, sure. That is not what I'm asking you. I'm not talking about people that are addicted. And when they go to your pretty little places with the pretty little needles, we're still going to have street people out sell, selling heroin. Exactly. Because they're going to get their one dose and it's not enough. So you're keeping people addicted and you are not curing the fact that it is a sickness, it is an illness. And you are not addressing the young people that are so desensitized to what drugs are doing. And putting more drugs out there desensitizes them further. We're, we're, not, we're not advocating the legalization of any, any drugs, not heroin. Heroin. But when you look but at you programs... Have. I've read literature where no. you have thought about well, but it, But Maureen's referring no. to you being asked in the past, would the world be better off if all drugs were legal? And you answered yes. The point being is when you take a city like Vancouver, which also has the same program for heroin addicts, where they can actually bring in their dose of heroin and have it tested, is this going to kill me or is this not going to kill me? We have, we have the best policies in this country to kill heroin addicts. Those are the policies that we have in place. <coughs> if the government, and I'm not suggesting these kinds of programs uh, on a federal level, but on a local level, if I, at a local level health departments were to say, look, heroin addicts, you bring in your dose of heroin before you ingest it, and we'll test it to whether, right. as to whether or not it will kill you or not. But Governor, That's my point. Governor, let's, let's take a moment on this because it matters. It seems to me that there's an inconsistency here. Either you think drugs should be legalized or not. So let's just get that first and then we'll get into what the no scale dr of that No is. drugs legalized outside of marijuana. So heroin should be illegal. We don't know how to deal with the legalization of marijuana, but we do, excuse me, the legalization of heroin, but we do have programs uh, throughout uh, the world that actually are effective in reducing the kind of situation. So you're saying just keep been, it, the answer to Maureen's question, you're saying keep heroin illegal, but boost the amount of programs that you have to make it safer for addicts. Reduce, uh, in other words, what we're really concerned with is, is uh, death, disease, crime, and corruption, and we can have programs to do just that. But keep the drugs illegal. Governor, please weigh in. Keep the drugs illegal. The other trend, which I think is, is salutary, which is not going to bring back your your son's prior status, and I understand that we're not talking about addiction there. Uh, but I do think that society is coming to view uh, people who have uh, serious issues with either uh, narcotics or alcohol. Uh, the, the, that is uh, a public health emergency, and it's not, uh, it's not a, a status crime, uh, which it has been treated as, again, this is not your son's case, but uh, there's some movement uh, away from incarcerating people for possessory narcotics offenses and treating that uh, as, as a public health issue. In uh, Massachusetts, for example, women who have substance abuse cases are no longer taken to a criminal prison. They're taken to civil uh, commitment facilities. And that's part of, I think, lessening the pressure all around uh, drugs, which is part of what Gary's talking about in getting them out of the shadows. Needle exchange programs in states that reduce HIV and hepatitis C. Uh, you know, very controversial, but the bottom line is, is that it saves lives. Boy, I came out for those when I was governor and did I get murdered. 
<laughs> well, because it makes it seem like you're soft on crime. Right, right. When you treat addicts with respect and you deal with treatment, it seems like right. you're being soft on crime. But just to be very clear for Maureen, and thank you again for sharing uh, what happened are, in your own family, um, the baseline is you don't think all drugs should be legal. No, you just no, say I'm marijuana. Not advocating, I'm not advocating okay. such. It's marijuana. And I think, I think the country comes to a quantum leap in understanding uh, by legalizing marijuana and that uh, drug problems are health issues. They're not criminal justice issues. Marijuana. Uh, a lot of the people online who were getting ready for tonight, they knew that about you. Sure, like, you sure. Know, Johnson, he's the guy who believes in, in marijuana. He believes it should be legal. But then you said that you stopped taking it seven weeks ago because you want to be sharp. So you are now in the odd position of coming under scrutiny, not because you took the drug, but now because you've stopped taking the drug. Uh, so people are saying, where's the policy consistency? Well, where's the consistency of your belief that it can't harm you if you stop taking it because you thought that it would take away your edge? So first of all, you as an individual, I don't care if you drink yourself silly every night of the week, as long as you don't get behind the wheel of a car, as long as you don't do harm to others. And with regard to marijuana, why should somebody who takes the edge off when it comes to marijuana, why should they not have that same ability as long as they don't do others harm? I haven't had a drink of alcohol in 29 years. Uh, my whole life is about health and wellness. And because I stopped using marijuana, look, I've gone years without consuming sugar or caffeine. Um, um, I have the ability to do that. I made a personal decision. I don't want to in any way disparage someone who does use marijuana or does use alcohol and finds benefit from that. So, I, like I say, this is my own life. These are the decisions I've made. I don't want to... I don't want to make a value judgment here on others. I think others should be entitled to live their lives as they see fit. And this is a real libertarian principle here. Look, when it comes to choices in your own life, you should be able to make those choices as long as you're not doing harm to others. Let's go to Jeremiah Wegner. He's a student at Columbia University. He says he's leaning towards supporting you, Governor Johnson, unless a Republican somehow replaces Trump at the convention. I'd love to know how you think that's going to happen, by the way, but we'll talk after the town hall. What's Thank your question? You. Thanks, Chris. <clears throat> so as a previously enlisted Army Ranger who's deployed to the Middle East six times, I've seen firsthand the epic, wasteful amount of spending done in our global war on terror. I understand that if elected, Governor, your plan is to reduce the federal budget by 20% across all departments. So my question is, how do you balance maintaining the world's most dominant military force while attempting to eliminate wasteful spending? You want to crack at that one? Sure. I mean, Gary and I, I personally have never seen a layer of government that I didn't think had 10 or 20 percent waste in it. And the federal government is no exception to that. So our opening position would be to look for 20 percent uh, that we could reduce the size of the federal government. As to the military, uh, the baseline position, the Libertarian Party, is an invincible defense. And an invincible defense includes a projection of military supremacy both air and naval around the world because people around the world really do pay attention it does not encompass interventionism boots on the ground american blood on foreign soil and uh, i was a little surprised this week to see 51 state department diplomats say we want a bomb to force regime change in syria you know regime change i say to myself that sounds familiar uh, it takes a lot of boots on the ground to effectuate regime change if you want to make sure it sticks. So, you know, what you would have is a pair of skeptics when...
people come and say, we should intervene here on the ground because these people are being mean to each other and we can't stand that. That's not going to yeah. sell as a matter of first impression. So let's unpack this a little bit, White. Governor, because yeah. it's one thing to say we have to be the best equipped military in the world. And there's very little debate that good men like Jeremiah are the best fighters in the world. The question is how you use them. Syria, Governor Weld brought up. Do you believe that there should be U.S. military intervention in Syria, given the context, which is without U.S. help, it does not seem that they can get it done? No, there should not have been military intervention in Syria, and it has, has had the unintended consequence of uh, actually growing ISIS. Uh, speaking earlier about uh, the Pentagon itself says that we could reduce bases in the United States by 20 percent. That's coming from the Pentagon. Uh, but you don't have Congress that goes along with that because, of course, that's bases in home states. And uh, that's what Congress does is protect their own interests. Libertarians are seen as isolationists. You started off tonight by saying we're going to redefine that. We're going to help you understand it because that's not true. But where do you then see a role for U.S. military in the world on all the various theaters right now where if, we're involved? If we are attacked, we're going to attack back. And you can certainly argue that we have been attacked by ISIS, but let's involve Congress also in this process, something, uh, something that Congress has abdicated to the president uh, and uh, to the military, and that we do find ourselves in these conflicts without an open debate and discussion on on how we should move forward. But if we're you, obligated to defend borders in other countries that have not uh, have not been uh, uh, negotiated through Congress either. Understood. But just one follow on that. If you believe that the United States should use military force to respond when attacked and you say constructively we have been attacked by ISIS, then how can you not be involved in Syria, which is obviously a big swath of the Levant where when you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.